Let's begin now. Sunday morning. Sure, a lot of you are stretching, waking up, telling yourself, oh my God, is it Sunday? Or maybe that's just me. Um, either way, it's a victory Sunday, right? The playoffs continue in Kansas City. Our playoffs continue and our playoff coverage continue. And it's brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Dusty Likens with you. Grant Nicholson with you until noon. And I'm going back to bed. Probably not. But what a game yesterday. At least it was interesting. The second one yesterday was terrible. Philadelphia, New York. Feel like New York finally met their match. Finally realized where they were at in the and the whole system of the playoffs. You ran into Philadelphia, and uh, that's about all she wrote right there. But Chiefs beat the Jags 27-20. Closer than a lot of people would have thought. I'm really pissed at Doug Peterson, by the way. I had the Chiefs minus nine. I really do think he kicked that field goal to be a you know what. Sunday show, got to keep it clean. But I really do feel Doug Peterson knew that that spread was nine, nine and a half. Chiefs up 10, 27, 17. You don't think he was just trying to get the, the score? Why? So you can cut it to seven and then you get the onside kick. And then How you know many you have times has that worked? I'm just saying that's probably what he's trying to do. I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> I think Doug Peterson... I think he did it on purpose. 27-17 Chiefs. 30 seconds to go in the game. Placement is down. Chiefs try to jump over the stack of blockers, but it's good. And now the Jaguars are within seven, and the Chiefs must recover an onside kick. Did you hear the crowd? Did you hear how many people in that crowd had had Chiefs minus nine? 27-17 Chiefs. 30 seconds to go in the game. Placement is down. Chiefs try to jump over the stack of blockers, but it's good. And now the Jaguars are within seven, and the Chiefs must recover an onside kick. It's like Mitch just went from being in a game to, like, being at a a, a game with two people playing. Literally went from eccentric to deflating because everybody had minus nine. Either way, Chiefs beat the Jags 27-20. That's all that really matters. High ankle sprain for Patrick Mahomes. We come back in the second segment. I'll play you Andy Reid's postgame. I'll play you Patrick Mahomes' postgame uh, interviews from the podium so you can kind of hear what they had to say because I'm sure a lot of you missed that. Uh, there are some interesting tea leaves in there. Don't worry. Um, it's not terribly long, but we will play them for you uh, just so you can hear what Andy, Andy Reid had to say about the game and what Patrick Mahomes had to say about his, his high ankle injury uh, or high ankle sprain. I don't think it was... I don't think it was malicious. I know the first thing a lot of people did was run to Twitter and say, I think Patrick Mahomes' ankle injury was was on purpose. No. I don't think anybody's out there trying to hurt your quarterback. I think it's just one of those, like, dumb NFL plays that when it happens, you look away because you know normally it's it's not like that. 
Um, but I will start the show off with that because I thought the most interesting thing is that the spirit of Alex Smith lived in that stadium last night. You know how it's, it's hard to give it an analogy, but it's like when you used to do something and then you got something that was a lot better and more efficient the things, I guess the best way you could say, the analogy I could give it is like you went from driving a stick shift to an automatic. With a stick shift, you know, you got to put the clutch in, you got to change the gear, hit the gas all the same time. Whereas with an automatic, you can just hit the gas and go, right? And I think that that's the best way to compare Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith. Alex Smith, manual car. Patrick Mahomes, automatic. And the thing that's great about learning and knowing how to drive a stick is that you honestly never forget. Now, stick shifts are irrelevant today. I don't even know if they even still make them. Maybe in like the hot rod sports cars, they might have them. Or if you find a, a car lot that's got, you know, a guy named Jimmy Tags selling cars. And, you know, you don't want to you don't want to get, you know, Matilda over here by, you know, her scumbag dad. Harry Wormwood, I think was his name. Um, but. Andy Reid yesterday went back to driving the stick shift, right? The minute Mahomes gets hurt, Jacksonville pins it inside the the one-yard line, and the drive starts on the two. And everyone in the state, I mean, it was crazy. You could could cut the tension with a knife. And I'm sitting there in my chair with my buddies watching the game, and they're kind of deflated. And the first thing that goes through my head is, is, straight up is, hey, bring back the Alex Smith playbook. Bring back that that managerial of offense. Chad Henney can run it. Chad Henney's no schmuck. He's been in the league quite some time. I think he's 37. And Chad Henney had a little bit of juice because he got to play against his former team. And Andy Reid went back to that playbook. He went back to those... Alex Smith's type type of plays. In fact, I thought it was really crazy. He even went back to the play that Henny ran in the divisional round two years ago against the Cleveland Browns. It just wasn't Tyree Kill. It was Kadarius Toney. And when Kadarius Toney hit that quick little outside shot and Chad Henny threw him that bread and butter play, I thought to myself, okay, they're going to be all right. They had a big enough lead at the time. The defense was playing. By the way, Chris Jones still... Zero playoff sacks. We'll talk about that in a little bit as well here today on After Hours on Sunday. 660, Dusty, anything is possible. How he hasn't trademarked that yet is beyond me. But I thought it was interesting because I think in playoffs and I think in times of despair, in times of agony and stress, you had a coach that was cool, calm, and collected for not many people can do that. In fact, I wasn't even sure Andy Reid had that up his sleeve, but I remember talking about the show yesterday, 10 to noon. I remember telling myself, you're in a good position when you have the number one coach in the NFL and the number one quarterback, and yesterday you didn't have the number one quarterback for basically a half. I know he came out in the second half and continued to play, and it was a one-legged effort, and yet he still did things that other quarterbacks probably can't do, but that's, that's not the Mahomes that everybody's used to. And I thought it was interesting that in a a split of a second, 
Andy Reid came out, found the old playbook, dialed it up, and drove down the field with Chad Henney for 98 yards and a touchdown. And that's my man. That was the moment of the game. When that happened, I think Jacksonville's sideline, I think Jacksonville's fans, I think Jacksonville's players said, you know what? There's no way we can beat this team. Because like anybody, I mean, I don't think it's a sick thought to have, but the minute that Mahomes goes out of the game, I think Jacksonville goes, all right, we might be able to get to the AFC Championship game. There's no doubt in my mind they didn't think that. No doubt. And yet Chad Henney goes 98 yards, drives the team down, finds Travis Kelsey, touchdown. And I think that when you look at the way this team played, that should have given you enough evidence of where this team thinks it can get and what it can accomplish this year. If that doesn't tell you that this team is ready to win another Super Bowl, ready to play in another Super Bowl, could give a rip if it's in Kansas City or Atlanta. We'll find that out today. We'll talk about that game today. You know, the one the NFL messed up by scheduling and Neutral site, if happens. But again, when Chad Henney Henney ran that field 98 yards and the Chiefs scored a touchdown, you should have known right then and there the Chiefs were going to win that game. You should have known right then and there where the Chiefs' mindset is for the entire rest of the postseason. And you should have known right then and there that, yes, they need Mahomes, but they can get by for about two quarters without him. Because I know there was a lot of people out there, and I don't know if you were one of them, 913-586-7610, that said to yourself, hey, I, I don't need to see Mahomes rest of the game. If Chad Henney can go down 98 yards, let's just see if this game gets out of control, and then we can put Mahomes back in. High ankle sprains aren't fun. I've done it once. It's not a good feeling. And now you've got, at least you have the extra day on Sunday to rest it. He's got Monday to rest it. I can tear it. I can tell you right now, the entire week, Patrick Mahomes will either be a limited participant in practice or a DP, which sounds really weird to say that out loud like that, but didn't practice is what that means. Straight up. Chiefs win 27-20. On the other side of the break, we'll get you Andy Reid's postgame press conference and Patrick Mahomes so you can kind of get a feel where they're at because I know a lot of you were, were hitting up the hooch. Probably not listening to the postgame on, on 610 Sports Radio, Jay Binkley, but a lot of good things were said with Andy Reid and Patrick Will. All that next on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Back in on After Hours, 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Wagons with you, Grant Nicholson with you, a.k.a. The, the 610 George Kittle. Better, be in, better than being the 610 Joey Bosa. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, a lot better. Yeah, I just think that they're going to make me fine. Laugh about it in the locker room next to me. and They cost us the season. No, Joey Bosa, you cost your team this season by blowing a 27-0 lead. Where's my helmet? I gotta go spike it. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Joey Bosa, uh, the collector came. The collector came yesterday, according to Tom Pelissaro. Uh, the NFL Fine Chargers star Joey Bosa, $55,546. For imitating Buffalo Bill of Silence of the Lambs. That's a, that's a joke. 
uh, for unsportsmanlike conduct and public criticism of officiating in last week's playoff loss to the Jags. So the Chargers continue to lose. Um, I mentioned it before we went to break about what you could listen to. First, let's get to Chad Henney, which I would call the, the hero in yesterday's game outside of Andy Reid. But Chad Henney had this to say. It's a quick two minutes in his postgame press conference following yesterday's game. All right, thanks, Brad. So we're hearing anything's possible, anytime. I mean, how big is it that in 15 years in this NFL, like you still are able to get out there with limited reps or with no ones and just look as comfortable as you looked this evening? Well, I think it just all goes back to your hard work. I mean, you always prepare like you're a starter. Um, obviously, I established my role a long time ago as a backup, but I never took it for granted. Always out there after practice trying to work with the guys, throw the ball, and obviously having, you know, Patrick with me, you know, learning some nuances of the offense too has is, is, is been unbelievable. And you guys, I mean, I'll go back to that 98-yard drive. I mean, it seemed like there wasn't any kind of chaos. You guys were as relaxed as if Patrick was in, in the huddle. Is there something about your presence? Do you try to keep it light in there? Or, uh, like, what are you doing that keeps these guys kind of on pace? Yeah, just try to keep an even kill. You know, just uh, don't let my emotion show. Uh, just say the play. Go up to it. Just like you're in practice. And even in practice, when I'm on the scout team, try to make my mic calls, make protection calls, and just sit in the pocket and go back to the fundamentals that uh, I developed over the years. Well, we knew this was a resilient group, your team, but also the Jaguars. What did you think about your defense? I felt like this is one of the more complimentary games, offense, defense, special teams, picking each other up. Like, this is a true team victory. Absolutely. I think everybody stepped up in the right situations. I mean, our defense got us the ball back, got a pick at the end of the game, uh, got us the ball back there, and obviously special teams changing the – Field position, Harrison making the field goals. I mean, like you said, overall, what a, what a wonderful uh, team effort. At last, congratulations on making it to another AFC championship. I mean, how big is that? This is five straight for this organization. No, it's been great. I mean, uh, you know, I was with Jacksonville, so this is six for me, but you don't take it for granted. I mean, you never know when your opportunities are going to come, but, you know, I know we're excited to get back out there, and whoever we play, we'll be ready to go. All right, congratulations. Thank you. That interview brought to you by Chiefs Radio Network. Danon Hughes with the questions there for Chad Henney. I thought that there's a lot into that that makes a whole lot of sense. And I think that when you when you hear interviews like that from guys like Chad Henney, and you think to yourself, there might be a po- there might be a possibility that that the Chiefs might have one of the best backups in the NFL. They have the best quarterback, the best head coach, and one of the best backups. Like, that's a guy that is that has spent many years eating humble pie. He knows what's in front of him. He knows what his job is. And he knows that if any moment were to happen, that he's got to be there ready to step it up. And that was a game in which he had to do it, and that's the second time he's had to do it in, the, in a divisional round game. You remember two years ago against Cleveland, right? Mahomes got kind of shook up, not shook up. He definitely got a concussion. At least that's what it looked like. And then Chad Henney came in, took care of business, and and the rest is history. And when you look at things like that, you know that they're prepared. It all starts with the head coach. It starts with the regime of the game. It starts with Andy Reid and how he gets these guys prepared. And like Chad Henney said in that interview, he had Patrick Mahomes always look forward to, and, and he knows his role, and he's ready to go at any time. And you can't say that that's just cliche because – here you are, second quarter, AFC divisional round game. The winner goes to the AFC championship game to play whether it's Buffalo or Cincinnati. 
And Chad Henney was ready, man. And he took that team down 98 yards and scored a touchdown and threw it to Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, 14 catches, all-time record by a tight end in the playoffs. Travis Kelsey continues to build his legacy as well. Here's Andy Reid after the game. Really injuries, uh, Pat, obviously. Um, tweaked his ankle. Um, Legereus Sneed hurt his nose. Uh, Pat was able to – he came and got x-rays, everything done, and then was able to come back in. Um, and then Legereus did the same thing. He, he was able to – Make sure the thing was set and in a good position and came back in. So, all in all, heck of a game. We appreciate the fans and uh, they were they were incredible. Um, I thought both sides of the ball uh, and special teams did a nice job tonight. Um, special teams was against one of the best teams in the in the league, special teams wise, Pro, Pro Bowl um, returner, and uh, that last point was a beautiful thing, Bucker. Uh, I very seldom start with special teams, but Bucker um, kicked the ball well, and he also tackled well. So that was <clears throat> that was a big tackle. And then um, offensively, I, I thought the you know the guys, I, I thought the whole group played well. It was great to see Chad come in um, uh, in that backup role, and I thought everybody kind of stepped their game up and and uh, had so much confidence in Chad and. Uh, he, he executed, but I thought everybody around him did a nice job too. And then uh, Pacheco with uh, the 95 yards or whatever he, he had there, I thought he did a tremendous job running the ball. Um, Kendrick, likewise, he he did a nice job too. So, and then uh, Kelsey. Every time I stand up here, I feel like he breaks another record. So he broke some record. And then he also had 98 yards and two TDs and did a great job there. Defensively, listen, my hat goes off to the defense. Uh, you can't move forward in the NFL playoffs uh, if your defense doesn't play well. And I thought from the DBs to the defensive line to the linebackers, I thought everybody was flying around making plays. and. Uh, I just, uh, again, my hat goes off to the guys for that. Um, they were incredible on third downs, first, second downs, and just, you know, just played a great, a great game all the way around. My hat goes off to Spags and EB and Tobe for the jobs that they did and the coaches. Um, I, you know, I wanted to mention Tony in the mix there too. I thought he he had some nice plays for us, being a, kind of the new kid on the block. He he had some nice plays. Our young DBs uh, again stepping up. Watson with the the interception, um, I mean, what, what a great job. The two turnovers were obviously huge uh, for us. And um, again, great team win. So that time's yours. Can you take us into the decision to put Pat back in the game? Was that a difficult decision, or was there a decision at all at that point? Well, well it was hard getting him out of the game, first of all. Uh, he wanted to fight. And so. <clears throat> um, we got him out, went to the x-ray, got, got an x-ray, looked at, taped. Uh, he came back and he said he felt good enough to be protected, you know, where, where he's not going to uh, get hurt. Uh, that's obviously the primary thing. Um, and he felt like his mobility was good enough where he could do that. So um, we did a few little things with him on the sideline to see where he was at, put him in, and it was a short leash. Uh, so. If I felt like he was wasn't able to handle it, he would have been out and back in Henny. So, do you feel like that affected him in any way in the second half of the injury? Um, 
Uh, it didn't look like it, but uh, I thought he did, did a pretty good job. Coach, it's your early house. indication here, how much do you think it may We'll see. I mean, we'll see. I don't want to jump to things right now, but we'll, let, let's just see how it goes here the next couple days. Um, it's going to be sore, I know. But let's see where he's at. He's had this before, and uh, he was able to keep pushing through. Actually, against Jacksonville, whenever a couple years ago, same same type of deal. So he pushed through that. Um, the main thing is is that he's safe. I mean, that's that's uh, or as safe as you can be on a football field. So um, you know, that's it. That's the important thing. I'm having a hard time placing that drive right right now with the, the other. Yeah, yeah. So well, that was one to answer Adam's question about mobility. I mean, he did a did a nice job on that, having to move around and make that throw. Um, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were so many good, there were good plays within the mix there of everything that was going on. I've, I'm blending all the plays, but that's what. Yeah. Also, when you first put Patrick back in the game, there's a third down play for his screen. So, I wondered if you guys had any instructions for him not to do that, and if you sort of learn, he's just going to have to play the lead. Yeah. yeah, that kind of told me he was okay. He was thinking he was okay, but yeah. I didn't want him to do that. No, I didn't want him to do that, but I didn't tell him, you know, not to, you can't tell somebody that. If they can't do that, then they got to get out get out of the game. How, how hard is it for Chad to come in at the two-yard line and do what he did? And, and how, how, vital, how vital was that to the overall result? The best thing about that, Vahe, was everybody trusted Chad. That's the best part. That's the way he handles himself. And the confidence the guys have in him. I thought they all stepped up. The O-line did a nice job. Chad, well, first of all, Chad did a nice job getting the ball out on time. And, and the O-line did a nice job. The run game, Pacheco had the long run. Um, it was beautiful. And they blitzed on it. And he kind of got bumped back and kept going like he does. And uh, put together a nice run, nice drive on the whole, the whole thing. But... Chad, uh, you know the guys. The guys love Chad, and they they play for him. So it was a it was a great deal. Along those lines, things were vital. I mean, Patrick obviously depends a lot on Travis. On a day like this, where Patrick's got some you know other challenges, how how much do you think that was just paramount to making this making this a win? Yeah. You know, everybody contributed. Uh, Marquez, I mean, we had all these, we had a few plays for Marquez, and they, they did a good job rolling the coverage that direction, and, and he didn't hang his head. He just kept battling and battling and battling, and, and it ends up with a big touchdown for us. Um, but you could say that about Juju. Juju went through the game, comes up with a huge catch on the sideline there, and Pat a tremendous amount of trust in him uh, to throw the back shoulder throw. Take us into that conversation where it didn't really look like you wanted to go back and get the X-ray for you know families to hear. What, what was that conversation like? We know he's competitive. Did you have 51% of the vote on the team? It'd be like me trying to ask you not to ask a question. <laughs> 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 you know, listen, he's a tough kid, and so he wanted to be in there. He wanted to be competing, and uh, and that's you know uh, it's a tribute to to him and his competitiveness. However. Um, it, you know, you got to make sure he's okay, physically okay, where he can protect himself. And if if he can't, then he can't play. I mean, you have to go with the next guy. But he's a tough nut, and he's very. When I tell you he's competitive, he's very, very competitive. Last one, Bobby. Andy, I feel like I should know this, but I don't. Who, who was next man up at quarterback if uh, that 
knockout punch team to Chad? Yeah, we've got a couple guys there that have played quarterback in college. Number one's one of them, so, um, you know, he would have been probably number one up. That's so awesome. Jarek McKinnon was your third string quarterback in that game. He's a tough nut. I've never really heard anybody describe anybody like that. Andy Reid at the podium. We come back. We'll talk more about Travis Kelsey and his game yesterday and what he means to this team moving forward as the AFD championship game. Once again, we either go through Arrowhead or Atlanta. All of that plus more on, on After Hours here on Sunday afternoon. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. 27-20, Chiefs win, continue their playoff run. We continue our playoff coverage, and it is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views here on 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens with you. Grant Nicholson as well. Um, Dan and Casey says, good morning. Five AFC championships. Henny's 98-yard drive was special. Patrick's jump pass to McKinnon in the second half was great, and Butker tackling Agnew was great. Defense was good. Take care, Dusty. Go Bengals. Is that is that what we want? Everybody just wants the Bengals because they want the home game? Um, I'm not a season ticket holder, so it doesn't really affect me. I'm kind of yeah. looking for the Bills matchup-wise. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because I kind of thought about this last night. Kind of a coin flip. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if I necessarily want to play Cincinnati. I definitely feel like Buffalo's the easier matchup, if that makes any sort of sense. It probably doesn't because neither team is neither team is 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 a slouch, right? Either one of those teams are gonna be a tough matchup, but I feel like you know you can beat Buffalo. Now the reason I think I want this game to be Cincinnati is you can finally get over the hump. You can finally get over the situation of they always beat you. They're the ones that beat you last year in the playoffs. They're the ones that beat you this year in the regular season, last year in the regular season. So really, you've got a lot of, I don't know, you've got a lot of hatred probably towards Cincinnati. And I know there's a lot of people that in the text line says it right here. We've only beaten ourselves against the Bengals. Buffalo has actually beaten the hell out of us. Give me Cincy. That's fair. I mean, you played Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Indianapolis this year and lost all three games by a combined 10 points. You kind of beat yourself in all all facets of those games. But it is interesting to have that debate because that is going to be the debate of today until that game is is over. I believe that game is at 2 o'clock today. I'm not going to bet on that game. I promise, Grant. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I thought I had a good one yesterday. Every leg hits in the KU game, minus the KU money line. That's tough. Kryptonite for Kansas, teams that wear purple. That's cool. Yeah. I bet you were pretty jacked up about that game the other night. Look, K-State action. But again, Cincinnati-Buffalo, they'll play today at 2 o'clock. Ty and Snail, you're welcome to the show on Sunday. Go ahead. That was a good game the Chiefs had. This, this yesterday. Yeah. I, I can't believe that Chad Henney led that drive. Just watching that game, I thought for a second this might be over when Chad Henney came in the game and Patrick Mahomes got injured. I hope Mahomes is okay. I hope Mahomes will play next week 
against whoever we play. I hope it's Cincinnati because I kind of do want to play that home game. And I think Cincinnati kind of is a little weaker team with a her offensive line than Buffalo, even though Buffalo still does not have Vaughn Miller. But I think I'd rather take my chances against Cincinnati with a her offensive line. And maybe that game, Chris Jones could go off and get his first playoff sack and also see Carl Loftus go off. Totally agree. I thought Carl Loftus looked a little shook yesterday. He gets mossed by Christian Kirk in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, that I don't understand what that was about. Which, again, Coach Jason Brown and myself have a little bit of a Twitter back and forth. This time it was a lot more tame. Ty, thanks for the call out of Sedalia. I appreciate it. Is it as beautiful everywhere today as it is here in, in, in Kansas right now? I did not anticipate snow this morning. Oh, I did. I walked home in it last night. I said, oh, no. I got to get gas in the morning. Which didn't have anything to do with the snow. But again, it's, I don't know. But it is interesting. Because I want to talk about this today. Because this is basically where our content leads. Cincinnati Buffalo. Ty in Sedalia, he wants to play Cincinnati. And Ty makes a good point, though. Banged up offensive line for the Bengals. And the defensive line, Frank Clark especially, looked pretty high yesterday. High? Hot. Oh, hot. Okay. He had another great interview with James Palmer at the end of the game, by the way, which is just classic. I don't know if, like, I don't know if Palmer, like, knows how to get to the root of Frank Clark. But whatever he does with Frank Clark, he gets the best out of Frank Clark. Nobody even close. Texan, I think since he's the better matchup, we've beaten ourselves versus them. Plus, I think Cincinnati's going to come in with the false sense of confidence against the Chiefs. He says us, but I don't play for the Chiefs. Um, man, I don't know. I think the way that this team is playing, I, I, I'm dead serious. I don't think it matters who's playing the Chiefs right now. I mean, if you can go 98 yards down the field with Chad Henney with the Alex Smith playbook, you can do anything you want. Or anything is possible. I'm over it. I like the saying, Henny given Sunday. Anything's possible. Little glass of Henny. I don't think anybody's saying that one. But I just think that it if if I had to make my choice, I think eventually you have to you have to address the elephant in the room. You gotta beat Cincinnati. Plus, if you want to get into the political side of things, um, it's good for the city. It's good for people that that have probably like banked on working at the stadium to make some money. Uber drivers, people that work. I know, uh, I know my buddy Robert, he's a he works at the stadiums. And I know he likes to have that little change in his pocket. People that work at the concessions that want to go, they want to go there. Fans want to go there. You like to see Arrowhead that way. Do we know what the temperature is going to be next Sunday? Because they'll play what the early game next week, the AFC championship game is. I think. All right, next Sunday, we're looking at 49, 40% chance of snow, low of 17. Let's do it again. Let's have yesterday's game be today. The AFC Championship game is the primetime game. It's 5.30 Central Time. Oh, so it's the late game. Yeah. All right. I'm okay with that. NFC gets the primetime games this week. AFC gets it next week. Okay. Okay. You want Cincinnati? I think, well, I think I want Buffalo. Yeah. But I don't know. 
it's it's kind of six of one half dozen the other. I don't feel great yeah. about either one, but I may feel like fifty five percent Buffalo. I'm kind of torn because I mean, for me, I don't really think it matters who you play. Um, it just matters where you play, and I don't want to play in Atlanta, but I don't want to play against. <laughs> I don't want to play against somebody who is your daddy, straight up. You can say all you want. As ESPN runs their gutsy performances uh, on their reel right now, they show Kurt Kurt Schilling in the bloody sock. All right, this is a stupid thought, Dusty, but does the weather have anything to do regarding Mahomes' injury? Is it going to be warmer? It's going to be in a dome. It's going to be maybe nicer weather. For his ankle, better mobility for Patrick in Atlanta versus maybe a cold, chilly, the ground a little bit firmer yeah. at Arrowhead. So I, I, I think that if you if you if you go with the ankle, right, he's got enough, I would assume. I don't know this to be a fact, but I would assume that that his physician or his personal doctor is very close to his front doorstep right now. And that there's yeah. probably a lot of equipment in his bedroom or on his couch where he's got that sucker elevated, iced, heated. I don't know how you do ankles. I, I, I remember when I sprained my ankle when I was a freshman in high school. I played basketball for two years. It's relevant. And I wasn't great. But I remember went out on the baseline and I stepped on a guy's foot and my ankle. <laughs> this is graphic. I literally felt the ball of my ankle touch the court. And at that point, I knew yeah. something wasn't right. And I tried to stand back up. And jelly-legged. So, I mean, and I know when I did that, um, my mom was a nurse, and she just, as soon as I got home, she put my foot, it was my it was my right foot, she put it up on the couch, wrapped that sucker in, like, saran wrap with ice stuck to it to where my foot was numb, but it was elevated so the blood would flow. I'm not an athlete. Patrick Mahomes is. I'm sure he's got a lot of equipment, and if that's the case, it's going to be at his house. I don't want him traveling. I'd rather him just be less mobile as possible and just kind of like go through the motions of the week. Cause I really, I don't say this a lot for people. I know I got to get to a break. And then when I come back, I'll play you Patrick Mahomes' post game press conference that I promised 17 hours ago. But I don't think that Patrick Mahomes necessarily needs to practice, at least right now, at this point in the season. I don't think there's a necessity for him to practice as much as he is as an athlete and as smart as he is. Show him the game plan. Let him sit there and watch video of whoever they're going to play. Because you know that's what he's doing today, Daddy. You know he's, <laughs> yeah. you know he's sitting on the couch, you know, maybe having a few Coors Lights. Maybe not. Maybe got a lot of stuff wrapped up on that ankle, but he ain't doing anything except sitting on that couch. But if I had to be honest with you, Grant, I think I'd rather play on natural grass than turf. Just because it's like a gym floor compared to, like, a rug. I don't know. Like, I think... Plus, I think he knows the field better. I think he gets a better feel uh, at Arrowhead. But again, coming back, we'll play Patrick Mahomes' post-game press conference to see how he feels or what you can hear what he had to say. Plus, I want to know, why, though? I don't want to hear just Buffalo or Cincy. Why do you want to play either team, uh, either in Atlanta or here in Kansas City against Cincinnati? 913-586-7610. Dusty Liggins, Grant Nicholson with you here on After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. (laughs) 
Chiefs win 27-20 yesterday. You heard post-game coverage on 610 Sports Radio with Jay Binkley there at Pride Post-Game Show. Pete Sweeney joined. Josh Klingler joins. They all do. Joining Jay Binkley in post-game. Jay Binkley joined me yesterday. And before I left, he, I, I'm pretty sure he nailed the score. Because I asked him, I said, what's the score going to be? And I'm pretty sure he said 27-20. Remember we're going 27-20? You think that's it? Or maybe he said 24 to 20. I know he got close. Somebody said nobody, no wait at all until Friday for Patrick Mahomes. No practice. I fully agree. Just heal. Um, I'd like to see him run around a little bit yeah. before Friday. It's cutting it a little close. And then somebody said the the complete opposite, Dusty. He's going to. Uh, He's definitely going to get on it and work it out and get more movement towards it. I disagree. I think it's one of those things where it's like, hey, man, you've got a personal trainer. You know he's going to work it out. I'm going to work it out with you. Just, you know, TLC, baby. Not T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chile. Great band. But just some tender love and care on that ankle. Be, be a little lazy today. It's all right. You've earned it. Big T, take it away. Hey, hey, happy Sunday. Happy ASC championship game. We punched our ticket, everybody. Way to go. Uh, enjoying some breakfast, having some waffles, bacon and eggs with uh, the, the dirty werewolf and Grant. Appreciate the hard work you guys all put in. Um, yesterday, I called in with the sugar uh, spagnolia defense. How about that? Woo! How about that defense? Dust man. Uh, also, you know, obviously I called it, I was going to say 38 or 41 points and you know, what happened with the game could uh, change the strategy. You know, obviously our guy went down or they would have been well on their way to hit that over. I got screwed on that, by the way, even, even teased it down to 48 and a half and still got screwed, but that's okay. I'll take the victory over money any day. Um, you know, uh, we've been bagging on our special teams and this guy all year. And I'll tell you what, that Buckner was awesome yesterday. Yeah, Harris Buckner, everybody that's been bagging on this guy all year, me included, some of it was deserved. But Dustman, he made it a hell of a, a damn tackle that saved the momentum and maybe potentially saved the game. Because if they score there, they have all the momentum their asses think they can't be beat, and they're just on top of the world. Um, way to go, Buckner. Um, that, that seventh rounder, that interception, that was a fantastically athletic play by that young man. Keep up the good work, Brett Veach. The draft is going to be here in Kansas City this year. We're loaded with picks, and I can only imagine what we're going to do. And this is my fantasy. We're going to take some of them picks, move up and grab that tight, badass tight end from Notre Dame, to, and he's going to be, be there with Kelsey. And we'll have two badass tight ends as Kelsey still wounds into his career. Way to go by that big stud. He, I've said it before. I'll say it again. He's the baddest SOB mofo in the league. A true grit performance by our, by our, our MVP, MVP quarterback. You love you love his passion. You love his grit. And then the backup quarterback, man, way to go. Keep up the great work. Big Red, we're gonna we're, we're counting on you. We're all going to be here for you. We're going to relax and watch everybody beat the hell out of each other today. I don't care if we go to Atlanta or Kansas City. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. And as always, let's go Chiefs. That's right, Big T.
It's Sunday, man. Got to have a little bit of kindness, you know? Got to be, you got to be a little clean. And Big T likes to add to that swear jar. And that's all right, because eventually I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take all that money. I think we're at like $4 now. We got to like $325 the other night. We also retired sports blank the other night. You retired it? Yep. I missed that part. Yeah, some texture got really upset with me. He said, do you know what it's like? To have to explain to your six and eleven year old what that word means. <laughs> I didn't know that was a naughty word. That sounds pretty funny. Uh, it was. It was. It was. It was up there. Look, um, <laughs> I'm gonna play Patrick Mahomes from yesterday's post game. I can't do the time restraints because we got to go to a break in the next few minutes. But I do want to read some text because I am interested to know why you want to play Buffalo or why you want to play Tennessee. Cincinnati. Also, the Chiefs beating the Jaguars yesterday in the playoffs, they've now beaten every single AFC South opponent in the playoffs. That's kind of crazy to me. Patrick Mahomes has solely beaten one division in the playoffs his entire career so far. He's been the starter for five years. He's beaten Cincinnati. I'm sorry. He's beaten Tennessee. Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. If they beat the Bengals in the AFC Championship game, won't he beat that whole division in the playoffs too? Maybe not the Ravens. I don't think he's beating the Ravens in the playoffs yet. But he's beaten Pittsburgh. Cleveland. Beaten Cleveland. Got to beat Cincinnati. At least Cincinnati once. You'd think that's happening. But again, AFC Championship game, we know who one opponent is. NFC Championship game, we know who one opponent is. This is the greatest weekend in football, my opinion. And today we'll get Dallas versus the Niners, and we'll get also um, Cincinnati versus Buffalo. And again, I just want to know, who do you want? Do you want Cincinnati? Do you want Buffalo? If so, why? It's not an eighth-grade you know, essay assignment. Just, I want Buffalo because I know we can beat them. I want Cincinnati because it's home. See, I told you. Loyal listener, loyal radio host. You don't like something to be said, I take it away. Wasn't my saying. We retired it with Ron the Show Hughley. He can have it in Houston. So now I've got to come up with a new one. On my own. I will say this. If you want to play Cincinnati, is it more so that you want to play them at home or is it more so because now you just want to beat them and you want the burden off your back? Because I will say this, if you play Buffalo and lose, it's going to be a little bit more kind from a national perspective. They're going to say, oh, this is just Buffalo's year. Fate is fate. They had the incident where the game got canceled. They should have played the game at home. They won. They're going to Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Everybody thought they were going to be there in the beginning. If you play Cincinnati and you lose to Cincinnati in your own stadium, which I'm not saying you will. I'm just trying to, you know, look into the crystal ball. Man, you're going to get crushed for about six months. And it's not going to be fun. So when you say, who do you want to play and why? I need to know. 785. Cincy at home. LFGO.
I can't say those words. It's Sunday. It's a good, it's a, it's a, it's a nice day today. 27-20. By the way, that pick by Watson might to me be the play of the game. He had a bandaged hand and went up and snagged that ball one-handed. Doesn't get a lot of talk today. I mean, that kind of sealed the game for sure. 100%. I like the Pacheco run. The Pacheco run on the Henny drive kind of killed a lot of the butterflies. Would you rather try... Killed a lot of the nerves. Would you rather try to stop Chris Jones or try to tackle Isaiah Pacheco? Man, yeah, I don't. I couldn't dude. do either one. I think I'd have a better shot, maybe, of catching Pacheco, just because he's smaller. But man, not much. That man runs like someone killed his dog. Yeah, I mean, and he watched. Pretty it. mean. I just, man, that guy's crazy. We come back. I, I promise you, I will play Patrick Mahomes' post game press conference. Plus, I'll talk to you why I think you want to play the team that I think you want to play on After Hours, Six Ten Sports Radio. Grant Nicholson, Dusty, like. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.